Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. An on-demand audio presentation of RedPeachSports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Welcome back to Hour 2 the Morning Drive. Nick Brown, Mark Kramer, and John Tabor here with you on this Wednesday talking the, uh, talking the NBA Game 3 tonight from Cleveland. Threw the question out there, you know, do you care about the regular season in the NBA? Are you just watching because of the, uh, of the playoffs and it's the NBA Finals? Have you gone to an NBA game in the last year or two? What was your experience like? Give us all of that on the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance text line, 888-993-7762. And we get one already from uh, Hogan. Uh, John says, I went to the Rockets game in March, which is just a few months ago, paid $100 apiece for tickets in the last row at the top of the arena. The lower level seats were $2,400. Ridiculous. I totally agree with that. He says, "How about my hogs go hogs?" Yeah, <clears throat> in God, the super yeah. in the super regional, Absolutely. of course, in baseball. We'll break that down to <clears throat> all those regional actions and when they start. So, <clears throat> but pay. Uh, so John says he paid a hundred dollars a piece for the last row at the very top. That's actually John where I sat as well in the game I went to a couple of years ago. We were in the absolute last row at the very top of the uh, by the concourse where the concourse is by the concession stands. It was actually easier and those tickets and keep in mind again, he's talking about $100 for that seat per person, okay? Yeah. The players were we were actually looking down and John will know what I'm talking about. You're actually looking down into the basket. From that kind yeah, the of a cheap seat, seats. you're up <clears throat> so high that you're looking down into the basket from above it. It's that high up. And the players were so small that you were better off now. Of course, uh, Toy- the Toyota Center in Houston has an almost uh, Jerry's World-like jumbotron hanging from the ceiling. It almost goes the full length of the basketball court. Uh, and it's huge. Just take my word for it. And so it was actually easier to watch the game on the Jumbotron from where our seats were than looking down because some of the people that I was with said, you know, from sitting up here, you'd never actually look down at the court itself. You're better off watching the watch it just watching the Let game you know, from the jumbotron. So watch it home. So why, yeah, why be here if you have to watch the game because on the jumbotron the, the first place? Here's the thing, and that that is where basically all the professional sports, and it's moving into college as well, and you'll find that out. <clears throat> you have to make as a fan, as your family guy spending your money, you and your wife, spouse, whoever it may be, significant other. Was this was John was Hogan's experience <clears throat> worth? 
the two hundred dollars. For us, it would be that would that would be five hundred because it's three kids. Yeah, and you're and taking it, children. So it's not it's not worth it. That you know the bang for your buck to say you've been to the NBA game. It's not worth it when you're going to go watch. On well, wait a minute, it's a game. You wouldn't say that it was college football. You're right, but the point is, is it worth that experience? And I don't think it is anymore. Well, and we can take that one step further, Nick, and talk about uh, even LSU football. You know, except for a couple of selected games this year, Tiger Stadium was never sold out. You know, they expanded to the, what, 104,000 or whatever it was. But to your point, uh, you know, a family of four or five people uh, with the prices now that LSU is charging for uh, football tickets and what tickets are actually available to the public over and above season tickets, the student section, all of that kind of thing. You know, there aren't that many tickets available to the general public to just walk up and say, oh, hey, I want a ticket. That is a decent ticket. But they're so expensive now that a lot of people are choosing to just stay home and watch it on television. Or I know a lot of people, friends of mine, family that live down in that area, uh, go to the games and just tailgate out in the parking lot and then watch the game on TV, actually right outside the stadium, rather and be able to have the tailgating experience and, uh, you know, be able to eat and cook your own food and not have to pay, you know, $9 for a beer and be able to um, not have to go into the stadium and just watch the game outside and stay out in the parking lot. A lot of people are doing that now because of the cost of the game. Oh, absolutely. And and you made it. And that would be the trickle down into the G5s and you go through. But yeah, is it? And then that's where I think you look at your sports dollar now. What will you spend? Triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two. When does it come to? Where do you spend your sports dollar? Because I think what's going to happen: our sports dollars will either be spent giving to our universities, or it's going to go towards the electronics. The yeah, like t- like some kind of package. I know my yeah. my dad. To your point, Nick, my dad has the MLB package uh, through you know through the cable system. And uh, he can get, even though he does it for the Reds games, he can get any game he wants. Like, uh, you know, I go home and eat lunch with him every day. And uh, went the other day, and and there was a a very slow major league schedule on, uh, I guess it was on uh, Monday. And there were only, I think, three games in the entire major leagues on Monday. But one of the games was an afternoon game between the Tigers and the – it was a double – the first game of a day-night doubleheader between the Tigers and the Yankees. And he had that game on already when I went home uh, to his house for lunch. And so he was already watching a game. He doesn't have to watch just the Reds games. Right. He can watch any <clears throat> major league game he wants. Well, he's spending that dollar, to your point, he's spending that dollar on uh, cable TV and that package, that MLB package. How many people do the NFL package? Uh, absolutely. Uh, during the football season. So that's where your money goes. You're changing your dollars and they see you spend. And uh, Hogan, uh, John, comes back in again and says, absolutely right. The Toyota Center in Houston is very nice, but he said, I'd rather stay at home and watch it there. He said he can't wait to go to Minute Maid Park uh, for baseball. Minute Maid Park is an absolutely fantastic place to watch a baseball game. There is not a bad seat, even if you're in the upper deck, there's not a bad seat at Minute Maid Park uh, it's really a great place. Of course, the roof can be closed, and uh, the uh, they have great concessions there. People are very friendly. Uh, I have been to Minute Maid Park quite a few times, 
and it is an absolutely great place uh, to watch a baseball game. So, uh, John, I think you'll I think you'll like going to Minute Maid Park. It's really a nice place uh, to watch baseball. Anybody else have any other kinds of experiences with uh, with going to NBA games or any kind of games? You know, what about uh, you know where are you going to spend your sports dollar? Do you have a, pl- a trip planned? anywhere for any of the sports just to uh just to go to a game you know there's some places i i have as long as i've been a packer fan uh in football uh i've never been live to a game in green bay i've never been to lambeau field i've only actually seen the packers play once in person and that's when they played the dallas cowboys uh i don't know 10 or 12 years ago and we actually did uh, the old fox and company we did it live because I went over the Fox, Nick White, Santoria Black. We all went over. We set up a table out of the station van in the parking lot in the tailgating area uh, at Old Texas Stadium and did the show from there. And uh, no, no, this is the old. <clears throat> yeah, and then we had a, this was Old Texas Stadium and had a great time uh, doing, the, doing this show from there. But that's the only time uh, I've seen the Packers in person. And uh, a lot of people – have followed their favorite team, but never actually seen them in person, you know, before. Yeah, that would be, have you seen your favorite team? I mean, have you seen them? Yeah, I've been to Wrigley to see the Cubs. I did not go to Lambeau. I did see the uh, Green Bay Packers and Brett Favre play in the Dome, which is won by the Saints, but that's a very good question. And, you know, the Saints obviously are my, you know, the Packers I've been a fan of my whole life, but I've lived in Louisiana now over 30 years, and the Saints are my second favorite team. Uh, and follow them just as closely, obviously, with uh, especially if they're not playing the Packers. But, uh, you know, I had never been to a Saints game until last year. It was my first time to ever go to a Saints game. Great atmosphere. Now, that's one place, uh, going to the Superdome for a Saints game, uh, not just the experience of that, but uh, everybody tailgating on the streets and the concerts that are music usually going on across on that stage from the Superdome. Those are great experiences. I had an absolute – the game was a terrible game. It was one where the Carolina Panthers blew the Saints out. But it was a great experience to go down to the Superdome and watch the game down there. That was my first Saints experience. Let's go to the Stuart Shelby hotline. And, Ronnie, how you doing, man? Good morning, guys. What you got for us? Well, can you hear me very well? I, I don't yeah. want feedback. It's just- I just bought a new truck, and I have this Bluetooth thing going, and I didn't want feedback in my truck. I didn't know how that worked. Working uh, great. Yeah, no, we can hear you okay. Awesome. You guys are doing a great job. I, I, I miss Jake. Uh, Jake and I get have some some uh, knockdown drag outs from time to time. but That's okay. I'm praying for him, for him and his kid. But yes. uh, anyway, great show this morning. You guys are doing a great job. I just think, and and I'm a blue collar demographic. I'm uh, I'm not a white collar worker. I'm, I drive a UPS truck for a living, so I'm just a normal blue collar guy. But bang for the buck on sporting events, I, in my opinion, nothing is more fun than when a big game comes on, whether it's baseball, the NBA, football, whatever it is. Five or six guys, either wives or girlfriends or not, depending on what everybody's doing gather up, throw some pork chops on the grill, get somebody to make some potato salad, whatever it is, your your money is is you get far more bang for the buck to just have some friends over, put it on the big screen, enjoy each other's company, watch the game, 
that experience is so much more fulfilling and satisfying to me. And the money that you spend is incredibly less than having to go to one of these games. I've been to baseball games and NBA games and football games, college games, and just by and large, whether it's the Super Bowl or any big game that several people are interested in, the bang for the buck is you just have some guys over in the backyard or, or in the den and sit around and, and eat chips and whatever it is and watch the game together and have fun. To me, that's the best bang for your buck on a sporting event. Where did you go to an NBA game? New Orleans. And how was your experience? How long ago was it? Two years ago. Okay. How was, similar, your, how was your experience? Similar to, to both of yours. Just, you know, the $100 seats way up in the top. You, you know, I think we actually paid $80 for our tickets that we had. And, uh, you know, I mean, we enjoyed it. It was it was an experience to just – it was more or less $80 to say I've been to an NBA game. There you go. And how was – how full was the arena that – who did they play? Uh, they played Utah. Okay, so kind of a, an average team. How was the crowd? Right. That, how was the crowd the night you went? Seventy percent, maybe. Uh, that's when we got our tickets. I think the face value on the ticket was like a hundred and forty dollars or something like that, and we bought them outside from a guy that had four tickets. And instead of just going to the counter, the game wasn't sold out, so we could get tickets. But the guy had a face value ticket, and obviously we had maps of the arena on our phone, and you know we looked to see where the tickets were, and so we gave him eighty dollars for our tickets. You know, and I think Ronnie, that your that your um, the way you looked at it, and the thing you just told us about, I think uh, that's what a lot of people are doing. Like I was talking right before you called about the fact that I know a lot of people that do the same kind of thing. They don't stay at home, but they have uh, access to tailgating down at LSU, and they'll go to Tiger Stadium, and they'll do nothing but tailgate all day and just watch the game from outside the stadium and be able to do what you were talking about, be with friends, grill their own food, uh, you know, sit around and have some beverages and just watch the game outside the stadium on TV. Either outside the stadium, even nowadays, I mean, you can go to Forsyth Park, you can go to Caroli with all of these uh, systems that with direct TV and, and Dish Network and all of these systems, you can just put a little bubble on the top of your vehicle and watch the game on the tailgate of the truck. I mean, it, you can go watch the game at the hunting club. You can watch a game behind the church. You, we've shot skeet before and watched the game. So, it, I mean, the, I, I believe that what the NBA and the NFL and even starting to some college sporting events, I think fellowship was originally a big part of what these games were. And now it's sort of lost that because the people that I'm, – I'm trying to figure out a way to say what I'm trying to say. The, the people that now buy season tickets and, and, and there's big corporate sponsorships, I was – given a ticket not long ago to an LSU game. In fact, uh, well, a couple of years ago, I went to an LSU-Arkansas game at Tiger Stadium. Well, it was a box seat. It, it, they served all the food we could eat. It, I don't know what the face value of the ticket was. It was just a pass to get in the room. And we watched it from a closed suite above Tiger Stadium, and we ate till, you know, but I didn't know anybody in there. Right. I, it, it wasn't – I enjoyed the experience, 
but other than just a couple of people I met in there and was and talked to during the course of the game, it it was the experience. It it was it had nothing it to was do lacking. with the people in there. <clears throat> yeah, it was lacking. There right there was an empty spot in it because there was no camaraderie, no real like the personal or, you know lacked a personal touch. It lacked a personal touch. That's very well said. Well, Ronnie, thanks, man. We appreciate your perspective, and uh, don't be a stranger. I won't. Appreciate you Th- Thanks guys. for listening. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. We'll go ahead and take a break. we got a bunch of other calls, uh, I mean, and uh, texts on the text line, 888-993-7762. The morning drive rolls on with Mark Kramer, Nick Brown, and John Tabor right after this. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road car king. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. The all-new Yard Power of Monroe, Northeast Louisiana's only Cub Cadet dealer. Your Cub Cadet Superstore is holding a big open house this Saturday where you can save 15% on all Cub Cadet Pro-Z mowers. That could mean up to $1,800 in savings. Big discounts on a great selection, even red tag special deals on closeout inventory. So remember YP, Yard Power. On Highway 165 in Monroe, just one mile north of Century Link. Here's a heads up, guys, for the month of June. Since it's the uh, most popular month for weddings, your anniversary's probably this month, okay? So National Jewelry's ready with the most popular gifts for your gal, like the new stackable rings, diamond jackets to enhance her diamond earrings, 20% off all pearls. June is anniversary month. Don't forget yours, okay? Stop by National Jewelry, Reynolds Drive in Ruston, your diamond and engagement ring store. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back. Next segment, uh, we'll be joined by head coach from Louisiana Tech, Lane Burroughs. And uh, you won't want to miss that. He'll bring some interesting perspectives about baseball, college baseball recruiting and some of the the uh, pitfalls and juggling acts that college baseball coaches have to deal with, uh, especially this time of year. A lot of uh, good texts on the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance hotline and text line. Thanks to Ronnie for his phone call. You can get us on that line as well. Uh, Marcus says that's what these schools and teams need to look at. They try to ride that fine line of charging as much as people are willing to spend, uh, but they might have pushed it too far, not realizing that fans now have more options. And with everyone's normal life becoming more and more expensive, 
then more and more normal folks are going to start staying home away from the stadiums. And that's happening uh, again. I said earlier about the TV angles. I've always found that kind of interesting. Uh, the interesting and, um, uh, let's see, imaginative, I'll use that phrase, way that the TV uh, people use camera angles to not show the upper decks. They do it. You've talked about it before, Nick Brown. They use that a lot in bowl games to not show the upper deck part of uh, some of the bowl game venues because there's only people in the lower bowl and there's not anybody in the upper bowls, and it and it show, doesn't show – uh, how few people are really at some of these bowl, some of these bowl games. Uh, Tyler texts in and he says, if that concept talking about going to the stadium and like at LSU and tailgating and outside and then staying outside, he says, if that isn't Louisiana, I don't know what is. Uh, none of your biz says I can't understand uh, the the game, watching the game with buddies at home. But for the life of me, I don't understand going all the way to a stadium to tailgate and not go inside. I'm with him. Uh, I think you made all that. I mean, unless you don't have tickets. So you go and uh, get two tickets and two people at least go inside. Yeah. I mean, I can understand the experience. You go out. So if you take 12 guys and you don't get but four tickets and four go in. But I'm with you. Go to the game. So I think that begs the next question, um, Nick, and that is, um, you know, Marcus said something about the fact of where is the line? You know, there is in everything. I don't care if it's groceries, gas, you know, there's the oil companies, for example, they found out that there's a threshold to where the American public will just cut down on the gas that they use. Because, you know, when gas got so high three or four years ago, then all of a sudden consumption in the United States dropped dramatically because people literally couldn't afford to fill their gas tanks up uh, when uh, when they the price got so high that some people were paying $80, $90, $100 to fill up their gas tank. Uh, anything can get too high. Groceries are the same way. Anything that has tangible value that you're going to spend money to buy or purchase um, reaches a threshold. So where is the threshold for sports, whether it's college? I know I heard people this year complain about paying seven or eight bucks for high school baseball playoff games. You know, that's what they were charging this year to get into some of those. Even some uh, summer ball, some travel ball tournaments that are being put on, they're charging seven and eight bucks to get in some of these places. And I've, <clears> I've I, heard parents talk you'll about You'll pay it. that because that's you getting to see. Yeah, I mean, you're. But, you know, that's a, on a daily basis. That can get a little expensive after a while. But for pro and college sports, where is the threshold or where is that fine line between charging to the point where you're making a decent amount of money? And we know they're all making money anyway. Uh, but I know LSU makes. Uh, an LSU alumni that has a spot told me, and I may not be getting this exact, but it's a, just realize it's a lot of money. But they make like over a million dollars, LSU does, just on the rental of the tailgating spots. So you're basically making a million dollars off of concrete and grass that's outside the stadium. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but where's the fine line or where's that line in the sand where you're charging too much to where – the buying public now all of a sudden stops coming to the arena and does what our the people on the text line have said, just, hey, 
you know, it's just too much now. I'm not going. I'm going to gather, as Ronnie said, I'm going to gather, you know, six, eight, ten friends and and cook our own food and put it by the uh, pay-per-view and put it on the big screen and watch it there. I think that the value, obviously, is fluctuates. It's a fluid situation based on how good the product is on the field and how good you're going. So, I think if you're looking at three and seven, then yeah, you're you're not going to spend as much. Looking at ten and zero, obviously you will. So, uh, definitely good points. Look forward to hearing from Lane Burroughs this morning. Yeah, Marcus says uh, they do the same thing at ULM. The crowd inside the stadium is embarrassing. It's just three quarters of the tailgaters would come in uh, to the game itself. The uh, it would at least look respectable inside the stadium, and that's been uh, you know that's been uh, and. As as none of your biz said just a few minutes ago, uh, you can't understand why some people can't understand why somebody would do go through all the trouble to come to a venue, set up tailgating, do all the tailgating, and then watch the game outside on TV and not go into the stadium itself. A lot of people, I guess, that it's not that big a deal, the experience. They've had the experience many, many times. Maybe they've gone to a ton of college uh, games before, and it's not that big a deal. And so they just go ahead and, uh, you know, blow it off and say, I've been I've done that before. Uh, I would much rather have the tailgating experience than go into the stadium and watch the game. Well, also, too, and the era that I grew up, Auburn was always on probation. So we didn't get to see. First of all, there weren't that many. And when they weren't going to get chosen anyway. And I remember it was a big deal when CBS television came to Auburn and, and actually put the Auburn-Texas game on. And now, like, my dad probably wouldn't have taken us to all those games if we'd have had the choice to watch them. Johnny on the text line says, wonder how the crowd will be affected at ULM now that the Grove will be gone and the new medical building will be built in that spot. FS says, I won't spend over $25 on a pair of pants. Do you think I'm dropping 100 to see a game? Oh, I thought somebody's <laughs> dropping his pants to see the game. Oh. FS, always profound. Uh, to those, uh, Marcus again says, to those who think it's a social event, the game isn't important. It's more of a social event. And Bill also says, and then you don't have to deal with with any parking jams and traffic jams, which is absolutely true. It's hard to step into Baton Rouge on a home game day uh, down in the area when LSU has a home game. We'll go ahead and take a break. When we return, Lane Burroughs, head baseball coach from Louisiana Tech, will join us here on the morning drive. This hour brought to you by Car King in Monroe. If you have a question for Coach Burroughs about recruiting and uh, the pitfalls of having to deal with everything that they deal with, the things that we're going to talk about, text us in, and we'll ask Coach Burroughs those questions for you. We'll be right back. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Whatever car you're looking for. 
Whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road car king. Looking for affordable home building here in Northeast Louisiana? Look no further than Allen Builders. The folks at Allen Builders are dedicated to building that quality custom home that you've always been dreaming of. In the need of a remodel, bathrooms, kitchen, flooring, the folks at Allen Builders can handle it. Issue with a roof? Whether it's tearing off and replacing existing shingles, replacing rotten decking, and installing solar power vents, yep, they've got that covered. For more information, call Allen Builders today, 348 348- 8920-348-8920. I am the port in the storm. I am the line in the sand. I am the rescuer in the dark. I am the enforcer of the seas. I am the defender of the homeland. In the United States Coast Guard and Coast Guard Reserve, you are the first line of defense against threats to our American way of life. To become one of us, call 1-877-NOW-USCG or visit GoCoastGuard.com. We are the shield of freedom. We are the United States Coast Guard. Sponsored by the U.S. Coast Guard in cooperation with the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. Welcome back to the Morning Drive. Mark Kramer, Nick Brown, and John Tabor. And it's uh, my pleasure to have on Coach Lane Burroughs, head baseball coach from Louisiana Tech. Thanks for coming on with us. I know you're in the middle of camp and stuff, Coach. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. We got our youth camp going on, and we'll crank up here in about 30 minutes. I had to run an errand, so I'm I'm multitasking. I'm driving and talking to you guys. So let's hopefully hand, hopefully hands free. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, always absolutely. Coach, I know you do a lot of interviews, and you've already done some, you know, with newspaper and and radio and probably television about how the season went and all that. But I want to go with a different perspective. I know you you have to do those kind of interviews, but I want to pick your brain. A lot of people have asked me, and we've talked about the pitfalls that you guys as as college baseball coaches, you guys have to deal with things that the other major sports coaches don't have to deal with as far as how you have to juggle so many different things to try to actually get the recruits that you want on campus, first of all, and then the uh, kind of minefield that you have to go through to deal with people that maybe you didn't know were going to get drafted you know, because we're right in the middle of the of the MLB draft. Uh, there's so many different things. I want to pick your brain about that. There's a lot of people that ask me questions and are very interested in uh, what your perspective is on all of this. Before we get to that, I do want to ask real quick um, your thought on uh, Conference USA, uh, how they did, how Southern Miss and and Florida Atlantic did in the regionals, and then uh, Tyler Frank and Sandlin getting drafted in the second round. Yeah, I'm very, very happy about uh, Florida Atlantic taking Florida to, uh, I guess, as far as you could take them and uh, going into the number one team in the country and and, uh, forcing that last game and really leading uh, for a big part of that game. And uh, so awesome to see that for our league and 
I thought Southern Miss, obviously, the best team in our league. And, you know, I thought, I'm going to be frank with you, and, and I thought when we went down there and won that series, I thought we kind of put them in a spin a little bit. Uh, I did not. They won our tournament, but I think if you ask them, and I'm very tight with their coaching staff and their head coach, and uh, I don't think they played their best ball down the stretch. And, uh, you know, I think when Sandlin wasn't on the mound, uh, they were kind of a different club. And, and uh, I think it kind of caught up with them a little bit. But uh, I thought they represented our league very well. And, uh, you know, I, like you said, you're, you're sitting there. Anything can happen in postseason. We've seen it. Uh, a lot of big, big national seeds and, and hosts uh, going down. But, uh, you know, Sandlin and Frank, obviously two of the better players in our league. And uh, they showed it by going in the second round. Uh, I think uh, Frank's slide, I looked at it yesterday, is over a million dollars. So uh, he's that kind of player, though. And uh, they, it's good to see our league getting getting the attention it, need, it deserves, uh, not only from a team standpoint, but from individual um, accolades as well. And, you know, I, I think I, I compare Frank to a, to a Chris Cozart, uh, or Zach Cozart, I'm sorry, uh, used to play at Ole Miss and, uh, I think he was with the Reds for a while. I'm not really sure who he's with now. Yeah, with the Angels. Yeah, with the Angels. I mean, he's been a big league shortstop for about eight, nine years. I coached against him for uh, his three years there at Ole Miss. and kind of reminds me of him, kind of a, an offensive guy. And uh, Cozart, obviously, a little more physical. But, uh, you know, I had one scout tell me the other day that Sandlin right now could probably uh, – you could put him in a bullpen in a big league uh, – team and uh, he could go get you six nine outs if he needed him to so I think he's probably really close uh, I think uh, Salen's kind of what you see is what you get uh, it's probably not going to velocity's probably not going to get much better and and uh, he's probably where he's going to be uh, it's the development of his changeup this year was probably the the biggest equalizer it was it was pretty lethal uh, against left-handed hitters now coach one of the main again the main reason for for getting, getting your opinion, and so many listeners have wanted to hear this uh, and these perspectives, you guys do have the toughest job, in my opinion, in the major college sports as far as trying to recruit. Now, uh, let's look at the first thing. You've got, I know uh, today LSU's had a couple of guys that have signed with them that got drafted. Uh, one was number 21 overall to the Brewers. Uh, they had another guy drafted in some of the early rounds. He was drafted yesterday in the third to the tenth rounds. Guys that are going to sign. Those are guys all of a sudden that they had had signed that aren't going to go. I know it's happened, uh, you know, in Louisiana Tech's program. I'm sure it's happened at ULM before as well. Uh, talk about that and how you have to juggle uh, those sparse scholarships that you have. Yeah, I think it, it – obviously, I agree with you, Mark. I think we have the toughest job when it comes to recruiting because, number one, you got 11.7 spread amongst 27 guys. you got a 35-man roster, and eight of those would be considered uh, walk-ons, which I hate that word because – um, I've been on a team that was seven outs from Omaha, and I looked out on the field, and seven of the guys on the field were walk-ons. So it uh, doesn't mean they're not good players. Some people financially can can uh, handle that burden of uh, paying for their, their their child's education, and and that helps. You know that helps uh, when it when it comes to recruiting. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it, it makes it very tough. And the one thing that people don't realize is a lot of times, especially uh, if you do have a signing class or a good a good team, and you're going to lose some juniors or or some of your guys coming in have a chance to be drafted. You got to oversign, and it makes it hard. What I mean by oversign, you got to go over your 11-7, and you got to sign. Uh, you got to prepare for that because let me tell you, if you're sitting here on uh, what's today, June the sixth, 
and uh, you get surprised. And a couple of your guys, I think they got rounds 11 through 40 today. And uh, you get surprised, a couple of your guys get popped, and a couple of your sunnies, and and you don't have it covered, you're in trouble. And uh, when you're talking about uh, only a 35-man roster and 11.7, uh, you can't miss. You can't miss a lot, or you're going to set your program back two to three years. I've seen it happen uh, to programs, and you got to have yourself covered. And it, it makes it tough because when you oversign, then maybe those things don't happen. And now you, you're over, and now you got to make adjustments, and that's hard. I mean, I'm a parent, and uh, when you start having to call kids and tell them, hey, we thought this was going to happen, it didn't, and we're going to have to move this around and adjust it. And, it, you know, it makes us look like jerks sometimes, and I, that's not the case. Uh, you're trying to do your due diligence for your program, for your university, and uh, it, it really, really, really makes it tough on uh, baseball coaches. Well, I think, Coach, Ed, that you go up, obviously, one thing you'd love to have is go up to a 40-man roster and go to 20 scholarships. I mean, you look at now with the arms at what you're doing, I think that that would be that'd be the way to go. But they're not ever going to do that, maybe just keep pushing and keep lobbying for it. But I think something that we really do need to lobby for is the fact that you're looking at 298 teams playing in the field of 64. 64 teams make it. Wouldn't hurt. Maybe it's time just to uh, expand that tournament. Uh, just a little bit. Well, I agree, Nick, and uh, I think basketball did it. And even if you have, I think I heard you talk about this the other day uh, in the morning I was driving, and uh, even if you expand it and have a play-in type deal, you know, and I know everybody's going to talk about the having another week off or, or um, pitchers being used uh, or overused. But I just think that uh, there's so much parity. And when you talk about the 31 automatic qualifiers and then by the time the Power Fives get there, you talk – get their their guys in it's uh it's it's 33 slots of left available and you're talking about a group of five uh really you're talking about six or seven slots left and uh you know i, I think dallas baptist fau and troy were probably the only three that we we would consider 40 40 and that's 40 rpr better with 40 wins and it just makes it tough man it, it's 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 hard and and i thought we had a good enough year i, I hadn't done my research but uh, if you, we're probably one of the few, if not the only, Conference USA team to ever win 20 league games and not get in. And uh, it, I, I agree 100%. I think it needs to be looked at somehow, some way, expand this tournament. And it, it's uh, it's NCAA regional or bust in baseball. There's no NIT. There's no uh, – so we can't say, hey, we went to postseason. It's, we had a good year. It's uh, And it makes it really, really hard uh, on, on our coaches, on our players. And uh, to every game, it's so important, all 56. And – and it ain't pro ball. It's not a developmental league, so to speak. And uh, there's not a lot of let's get them tomorrow. We have to win. And uh, uh, I think our guys realize that, that every game is so important. doesn't matter who you play, and all 56 of them are extremely important. Lane, you used the word surprised uh, talking about, uh, especially to, you know today with rounds 11 through 40. Uh, you do have guys every year that you know you kind of know as a coach because scouts have to talk to you uh, and your coaching staff about certain kids, and you kind of know if a guy's going to go for sure, you know, going to be drafted for sure. Uh, but you do have some surprises pop up, and you do have to recruit for that possibility that you know you may not, you may be a little lacking. Say, I'm just going to pick a, a position, say at shortstop, and then all of a sudden your shortstop gets drafted maybe in the 20th or 25th round, and they decide to go, regardless of the signing bonus, they decide to go ahead and go. And, you know, you're kind of looking around going, wait a minute, 
we didn't think there was any way this guy was going to go. And uh, so you start having to scramble a little bit uh, on a position that you had no clue uh, was going to be open. That's right. When you're when you're signing kids this late, a lot of times, you know, you worry about why they're still available. There's, <laughs> there's only about three reasons why they're still available. Absolutely. <laughs> for, for the upcoming year, it's, you know, is it a character issue? Is there not a, not a good – are they not a good enough player and they're just uh, – that's who's left or, or whatever. I know some kids get overlooked and that's always going to happen. But uh, those are the concerns when they're still available this time of year for the upcoming school year. And, and yeah, I mean, it's uh, – when it comes to signing and, and draft, I stay out of it. I, I just – it's a family uh, a family deal to me and it's up to the, the young man and his family and I don't try to persuade one way or the other. If they ask for my advice, I'll give it to them. And this day has changed so much in the last 10 years with advisors and agents. And, you know, even scouts, uh, you don't have the relationships. Uh, I've been doing this 24 years. And uh, when I first got into coaching, man, it, the scouts and the coaches were – we were all buddies. We hung out. And uh, you couldn't wait to get to the ballpark in the summer to see them and hang out. And it's um, it's so different today with sabermetrics. And uh, there's so much we could get into. But it's it's just not that relationship that it used to be. And, and – uh, you know, I had a kid, I'll use an example, about uh, 10 years ago, I had a young man win the ninth round, outfielder, he made it to AAA, he was a really good player, and uh, he got dragged, he called me and said, I just got drafted. I said, well, who drafted you? He said, Oakland. I said, well, did you ever talk to Oakland? He said, not one time. Never said a word to him. The scout never called me, never filled out a questionnaire, and that's who took it. So uh, there are surprises. I've, I've had young men that there was no doubt they were getting drafted, and and they go uh, three days and, and never get called. So you don't know what's going on in those war rooms, so to speak, and, and, and what teams are looking for. And, you know, age becomes a thing, too, Mark. You talk about right. it. Uh, if a young man's sitting here and he's, he, maybe he got redshirted and, and uh, he gets, let's say he gets popped in the 35th round and he wants to go out and play and the scouts are telling him, man, you're getting old. Uh, you go back to school, that's going to hurt you. That's another year on your age. And, Man, it's hard on those young men. I mean, we all, every one of us that ever played baseball, I mean, we want to play professional baseball. You just do, and, and we understand that. So, yeah, it, it becomes trick, tricky, and it's a, it's a slippery slope uh, most definitely. Now, I know uh, I've had also had some people ask me about uh, your surface. This is Louisiana Tech-specific. Uh, with your surface at J.C. Love Field at Pat Patterson Park, does that affect your recruiting as far as – uh, maybe the speed that you try and get for gap coverage in the outfield or even in the infield uh, because of the fact that you're going to play at least half of your games and maybe a little more depending on your home schedule uh, on turf uh, versus playing on grass? Yeah, it, it does a little bit. Obviously, uh, we want to play a fast game and we want to pressure defense when you're talking about offensively, so that's how we're going to recruit. I tell you what is it affects a lot as infielders. They want to play on turf. I mean, obviously, they want to put up good numbers and not kick balls around because they want to get to the next level. Uh, so I think – and look, the more, I, can't, I don't know the number, but it seems like we're playing on turf every weekend now. It's uh, More and more uh, programs are going to turf because of summer games on your field and, and uh, the, the wear and tear, and, it, and it, it takes away other parts that you could be working on in your program recruiting and this that you don't have to go out and edge and, and drag the field and mow and – all that stuff. So I, I would say within five years, there will be very few uh, college programs that even have natural surface. And, uh, you know, I don't really know how I feel about that, but uh, I'm, I'm glad we have it. Uh, we're fortunate that some donors stepped up and, and, and put it. It's beautiful. I mean, our park's pretty uh, year-round. It looks like a, it's been mowed every morning. And, and uh, we have so many summer games and high school games and things of that nature that 
field just take a beating, and, and uh, when you got turf, it definitely helps uh, in all areas. What about, uh, I know you had to have been pleased, once again this uh, entire season, really good crowds for Louisiana Tech baseball. Yeah, our fans are hungry, and uh, like we are, and they, they want a winner, and, and uh, they came out, and it, you know, obviously we know you got to play a good schedule. They want to see good opponents and good competition, but uh, I tell our guys all the time, I usually tell them every every Thursday, man, you're an entertainer, and uh, you got to give them what they want to see, and and it ain't all about winning. It's about going out and playing hard and, and uh, putting a good product on the field that young men that uh, take care of business in the classroom and the community and, and uh, make these people proud. And it's just like going to a good movie. Uh, if it's good, you'll yeah. go back and see it. Uh, if it's not, you'll walk out early. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's no different. When people pay their hard-earned money, and, and uh, I know y'all were talking about that. I was listening about paying money to get into games and, when people do that, work hard, and they, and they spend their money that they sometimes don't have to spend to come see you play, man. They want to be entertained, and and um, I think for the most part, our guys are going to play hard, and and we put a good product on the field. But you know, couldn't say more about more. Be more pleased and thankful for our fans and and what they bring and coming out and watching us play. It, it really helps us a lot. Yeah. Last thing, we've had some uh, had a couple of listeners text in here while you've been on and. And have asked a couple of questions. Uh, you know, you've got a lot of people uh, coming back. You know, a lot of juniors on and sophomores on the team this year. You got some good contribution from uh, a couple of uh, a couple of freshmen with Taylor Young and Netterville. Uh, where were with so many people coming back? Where was kind of the focus for your recruiting this year? Well, we had to get some arms because we did. We are losing about four arms, and and uh, so we had to go out and do that. And look, we got to. You recruit young. It's the class wasn't that big, but uh, you recruit young, and uh, work those guys work their way up. And I've always had a my deal's always been been doing this a long time. Go get the best possible player available. Don't get caught up in when he plays this position or he plays that position. We got that covered. I just don't buy into that. You're gonna miss on good players, guys that can put you over the top. And hey, no, nothing's better than competition. And uh, I think it brings out the best in everyone. And uh, you go get the best possible player available, and don't get so caught up in, well, we got to have this guy or this guy. Obviously, you got holes you need to plug in. If you need a shortstop, you need a catcher or what have you. But, uh, man, if a guy can play and he can help us win a championship, let's let's get on it. And, uh, but yeah, our class this year coming in is not as big, and uh, we do have a lot of guys returning. But, hey, it's uh, it'll be a lot of competition when we start up in the fall, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to it and what the future holds for our program. Well, Lane, thanks, man. We really appreciate the time. I know you're busy with the camp. Do you have any other camps going on during the summer? We do. We have another youth camp coming up in about two weeks, and then uh, we have our high school junior college showcase coming up at uh, the end of July that's always uh, a big one for us that uh, we always have great numbers, and a lot of coaches and scouts will be here, and and, uh, that's what we got going on, mostly tournaments. They start this weekend. I know uh, recruiting never ends, and it's cranked up in full force, so We'll have a lot going on in our field this summer. Lane, thanks again, and uh, congratulations on a great season. And as always, we appreciate the time. You're always so gracious to be on with us whenever you can. Well, thank you all so much. Appreciate you guys as well. All right. Thank you. Lane Burroughs, interesting perspectives. He, one of the things I love about Lane is that he explains stuff like that in an, in an understandable way. If you've never, 
really looked into the ins he's and a teacher. outs. I mean, he's a teacher. Yeah, you the ins and outs of recruiting <clears throat> and all of that. He explains it to where just the normal average person can understand. What, what you're saying is he, he explains it so that you and I can understand. Exactly. What's so, yeah, he's a teacher. And what's I think that's on. why you see the success. Now, I, and I think, obviously, you said great year. He would tell you good year. You know, great year ends in, in the NCAA, and I think that's where these guys are headed. But the odds are against you. You look at it, one thing you didn't bring up was that uh, Tennessee Tech. You know, they didn't get an automatic qualifier. That was eaten up by Moorhead State, and so that was Who one got another. blown out in there. So, well, that's right, state. but that was another at large. So We'll go. go ahead and take our final break, and we'll wrap things up here on this Wednesday on the morning drive with Mark Kramer and Nick Brown, and we will return to wrap up the show right after this. Get your craw daddies now at Randall's Fine Meats. Randall's Fine Meats has your craw daddies ready to go every day. Low prices for live or boiled. Ask about their 5 and 10 pound specials on some of the best crawfish around. Plus, Randall's will even cater your next event. Just give them a call, 343-0382, and book in advance. Randall's also has your specialty stuffed meats. And you have to try his fried cracklets. At Randall's, like them on Facebook or just stop on by. Randall's Fine Meats, 4205 Old Sterlington Road, Monroe. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Do you sleep or do you snore? And you might be saying to yourself, wait a second, I snore when I sleep. No, no, no. Snoring's not sleeping. Go to zipa.com. That's Z-Y-P-P-A-H.com. Zipa is a solution that's comfortable, affordable, and effective to eliminate snoring so that you can sleep. And every Zipa is guaranteed to work. You get your money back. That's why you go to zipa.com. That's happy Z spelled backwards. The promo code is SNORE66 to get free shipping. When you go to bed with Zipa, you wake up with happy Zs. Remember snoring? That's not restful sleep. It's just not. Not for you, not for your significant other. If you're sleeping in separate bedrooms, been there. Or if you constantly get nudged in the middle of the night, been there. Get a Zipa. Go to Zipa.com. That's Z-Y-P-P-A-H.com. Zipa is happy Z spelled backwards. You'll be happy, you'll be in your bedroom, and you won't get nudged anymore. Zipa.com. Promo code SNORE66 to get free shipping. Now let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the morning drive. Thanks for all the texts and phone calls today. Appreciate it very much. We always enjoy a much more of an interactive show. And we appreciate uh, everybody that texted in and called in this morning on the show. But now it's time for the parting shots. Oh, yes, 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 we got it, baby. We got it. We got it. Woo! Congratulations. Um, Congratulations. I lost. You lost? Yes. Oh, okay. You can have your $500 million jackpot in Powerball or whatever the heck it was, but I'll take this, baby. Wilson, quick throw. And it's intercepted. Intercepted to the Fowler. Fowler has it at the one. Malcolm Fowler stepping in front of the throw. 
kidding me! You gotta be kidding me! It's gotta be one of the dumbest calls offensively in Super Bowl history. Oh, again, again, that's a twofer! It's time for two parting shots. Listen to that! Listen to that! Sponsored by no one. I love they sponsored by no one. I wonder if the guy, you know, the Oklahoma State guy, uh, if now, since he's 50 now, if he'll go off on somebody and go, I'm a man, I'm 50, get all after me, since he's not 40 anymore. that will be interesting to see if he ever says that, just as a joke, if nothing else. My parting shot today goes on the uh, game tonight, Golden State and Cleveland in Cleveland game three. We've had to deal with all of the post-game rhetoric from the reporters and from uh, the media and from the players. You know, the things tonight, everything tonight, the the questions that are going to be asked, the demeanor of the people that ask the questions and that have to answer the questions. And then I believe the next game is, I believe the next game is Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right, Mr. Tabor? I think game four is Friday, isn't that, it? That would sound right because I, I play think, tonight. So. Yeah, I think it's game, I think game four is on Friday because um, they don't have to travel. And so we're going to have to deal with whatever happens tonight. I already see ESPN is already running the statistics for teams that are down 3-0, uh, taking, taking for granted, I guess, that Cleveland's going to lose tonight going through that possibility, already putting up graphics that teams that are down 3-0 have never won a title and are 0-13 to trying to win the title after going down three games to none. So the, uh, the things tonight, starting with the post-game press conferences, the the atmosphere around those press conferences is going to have everything to do with who wins the game tonight and how they either win or lose the game. And I think it's going to be really, really telling to be able to watch the postgame press conferences, hear the sound bites, and hear the announcers, depending on whether Cleveland wins the game, whether they win by a blowout, whether it's close, is there any controversy in the game, or if Golden State wins, whether it's close. I mean, the, the rhetoric's probably going to be the same whether Golden State barely wins or wins in a blowout. They're going to go up 3-0, and that's going to happen. That situation's going to be that way regardless of how they win the game. But if Cleveland wins the game tonight, then the rhetoric is going to be completely different than if they lose the game tonight. So I, I, I'm loving uh, going to be able to watch and I'm just geeky that way, watching the post-game press conferences and listening to the sound bites of what the comments are going to be depending on the outcome of tonight's game. So that's something you may want to pay a little attention to because uh, it may get a little testy because there's only such a small framework, and we know doing the shows that we do here on, on 97.7, depending on the outcome of a certain game, that's why we have message board meltdown Monday during college football and NFL season because the rhetoric here on the show from us and our listeners are completely different depending on whether LSU wins, Louisiana Tech wins, Grambling, ULM, and the Saints, whether those teams win or not, how their performances are, uh, and how things transpire during the games have a lot to do 
with the attitude of our listeners, our attitude, what we have to say about it, whether we're happy, frustrated, whatever. And uh, so all of those dynamics go into that kind of thing of how media covers these particular events. So just kind of listen uh, and watch the press, the post-game press conference and kind of see how things transpire depending on who wins the game tonight and how they won the ball game. That'll do it for us today here on the morning drive. And uh, I will be out tomorrow. Santoria Black and Jamie Foxx will be in with you tomorrow, but I'll be back, uh, God willing, on Friday with Santoria. So for Nick Brown and the best producer in the business, John Tabor, I'm Mark Kramer. You've been listening to The Morning Drive here on Sports Talk 97.7. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening to the best of The Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.